The San Antonio Public Library podcast team, Tuned In, presents eSports in San Antonio series. Hello, everyone. This is Edward from the San Antonio Public Library with the Tune In podcast team. Today, we have Gina Garcia with the eSports committee with me today. Hi, everyone. I'm Gina. And we're going to talk about lounges and cafes and tourneys today. Today, join us. Our guests will start with Sam Elizondo. Tell us about yourself, Sam. Yeah, uh, Sam Elizondo, uh, owner of LFG Cyber Cafe and founder of the Esports and uh, Education Foundation. Just uh, glad to be here. Thank you. Ansley? Hi, I'm Ansley Partosa. I am the event coordinator for the Greater Gaming Society of San Antonio, and I also represent the San Antonio Smash Ultimate community. Thank you so much. Philip? I'm Philip Torres. I'm the owner at Shenanigans Gaming here in San Antonio, Texas. We are an eSports lounge with 24 gaming PCs, and we also do tabletop tournaments and other stuff here in the shop. Awesome. And last but not least, Chris. Hey guys, Chris Sines here, store manager of Play Live Nation Premium Gaming Lounge and also founder and owner of Texas Gaming Empire, bringing you eSports tournaments and leagues. Thank you. Thank you all for taking the time out to join us today and talk about gaming lounges. So our first question, what is a gaming lounge? Explain that to someone who's never participated in the gaming lounge or stepped foot into one. Who would you like to answer that? Anyone. Anyone's fine. <laughs> Sam, you can go first. Okay. No, no. Chris goes first. Chris goes first. All I'll right, dive right. on the grenade next time. <laughs> so gaming lounge, you know, it's pretty much a facility where people um, can come in and utilize uh, different gaming consoles or PCs. Um, you know, generally we try and have upgraded equipment so that way people can have an experience that they don't otherwise have. Um, you know, and it's just a great atmosphere, you know, because, you know, your friend may have a different console than you. But here at the gaming lounge, you know, we've got a wide variety so that way you could game together as well. Um, you know, we just try and bring in different people from different communities through different like gaming tournaments or events and stuff like that and really foster a family there at the lounge and bring like-minded gamers together. That was pretty perfect on a description. Um, I'd probably really only add that we you have a sense of community here at our shops. Um, you're walking into a community. Everyone's welcoming you with open arms. Uh, no matter what game you play, we have other people that also play the game you play or might be interested in playing with you. Um, but yeah, sense of community, probably the biggest thing uh, here in our lounges. Okay. I was just going to say, you know, for for maybe like the older crowd, it's really like a modern day arcade. That's the easiest way to break it down. So instead of all the arcade cabinets, we all have a bunch of high performance gaming PCs that have a myriad of games. So it's a, a great way to kind of dabble into video games you may not be familiar with because we provide licenses for that. Um, but as they've said, another great way to meet, you know, a community uh, and find other our gamers to, to socially play games with or competitively. Thank you, Sam. And with all of this information, let's go ahead and move forward with memberships. Like, how does one go in into a lounge? Can any person just walk in there and, you know, start using your equipment, start playing? Or do they have to, you know, speak to someone, a manager, store clerk, and set up a membership to uh, play for, let's say, a week, hour, monthly? Can all of y'all um, expand on that? Sure. Uh, so at Play Live Nation, um, there's actually three different ways that you could do we could do business. Uh, there's game time. You purchase game time. The more hours you buy, the more you save. The cool thing about the game time is it's storable. So whatever you don't use on the day of purchase stays on the account for the next time you come in. You buy by the hours, but it um, it's actually by the minutes in our system. So it's you know pretty accurate and you get your money's worth. We also have play all day passes. So if you're going to be there like two or three hours or longer, definitely recommend play all day passes because um, you're going to get the best utilization there. But that play 
hopefully all day pass does expire at the end of the day. Um, and then we also do have memberships, which are really useful for people that come to the, the, the venue. Um, honestly, by the second, second time, you're pretty much saving with our type of membership. Um, so I definitely recommend people who are going to at least come once a month, twice a month to do the membership. You get some game time right off bat. You get discounts on a whole bunch of stuff from, from uh, game time, play all day passes, events like tournaments and stuff like that. Uh, discounts on birthday parties. So it's really helpful to have the, the membership. Our sales model uh, here at Shenanigans is pretty much the same. We offer hourly rates, we offer daily rates, and then we do have a month pass available. And again, those also come with perks, um, be it discounts off of uh, merchandise or um, included um, month or our all-nighters are also included in some of our month passes. Um, so different monthly memberships have different perks with us at our shop. Yeah. And I think we all utilize the same software. So LFG is realistically the same. Uh, we do a $5 venue fee when you show up, they get you your first hour on your account. Uh, for every additional hour after that, it's a dollar during the weekday and a dollar 50 during the weekend. So we've kind of structured our way where anybody can participate. Uh, you can spend, you know, four or five hours without spending anything more than 10 bucks. Um, so it's a great way to kind of indoctrinate yourself into PC gaming. If you don't have 2000, a thousand, dollars to kind of drop on on buying your first pc gaming rig yeah and really just to get started you just walk into the shop uh, we have a front desk right when you walk in you can come in and talk to whoever's working the front desk we can get you hooked up with an account uh, get some time and you're good to go after that yeah there's a lot of really good like uh clearly we have a really diverse group of gaming lounges for someone who doesn't really normally go to gaming lounges would you say you have like all the latest consoles. Is there like a limit or do you have them posted online? Do you guys know like what kind of PC you guys run? Because maybe some games, I don't know if you guys have uh, like every single specific Steam game. What if someone wants to play Roblox? Can they just walk in and do that? Roblox is actually free. So yeah, everybody can play Roblox. <laughs> Um, but you know, the gaming console, it's, it's, <laughs> it's been uh, super hard to, uh, get the new like Xboxes or PS fives. We haven't been able to yet. And I've definitely been trying. Um, but, um, yeah, if we don't have the game, you can always, if you have the game, you can always log into your own steam account at our facility. Um, you know, and a lot of times we're even willing to buy particular games, you know, if we don't have it and somebody really wants to play it. Uh, yeah. So, um, we definitely allow people to, to bring essentially bring right their own copy of games. So lots of utilities now, steam origin, Epic, um, you kind of house your own copies or your own versions of games on there. And we try and keep a pretty, pretty solid library at LFG. I think we, our library is right around 150, 150 different titles. Um, most of those are going to be on every PC. There are some varying ones, you know, somebody asks for like final fantasy 11, um, you know, that's going to be on a few PCs in one corner and we'll kind of have to like dedicate those, uh, to those people. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, we, we maintain the licenses. A lot of the games are going the free to play model anyway. So, um, it's just a great way to, again, like if you wanted to play cyberpunk, LFG has cyberpunk right now that you could try and, uh, you see exactly how buggy it is and whether or not it's as buggy as everybody says it is. And I assure you it is absolutely that buggy. Um, but, uh, I think all of us have, you know, relatively new PCs. So LFG's got, you know, 2080 graphics cards, Gen 10 i7s, uh, 240 hertz displays. So you are going to get a premium experience at these lounges, um, which kind of separates 
us from, you know, what you might try and buy as a budget PC. I mean, you are getting a, de a deluxe or a luxury experience. So I want to ask a question uh, for someone who doesn't own a PC. I know that some of you mentioned that you do have some consoles. How does that work? Can like I go in there and check out a console or I mean, am I encouraged to bring my own? And can I sign in to, let's say, my Xbox Live account? Um, can y'all provide some more information on that? Sure, yeah. Um, so you can sign into your own account at our facility. We also have our own uh, accounts if you don't want to have your information on the consoles. Um, we do have uh, 22 Xbox stations. Uh, we aren't allowed to sell game time on PS4s just because, or PlayStations because uh, I guess corporate has some deal uh, with Microsoft or whatnot. Um, so, but you can bring your own devices. And um, so, you know, if you do have a PS4 you want to bring, you are welcome to. Uh, a lot of times we have, uh, like on the PCs, if somebody wants to play Fortnite on PS4, I actually just put them on the PC and plug in a PS4 controller for them. Um, so, you know, there is different ways to make things happen for different people. And I feel like I'm missing a part of the question, but <laughs> no, that was great. That's really awesome um, because I'm I'm sure that there's some gamers out there that may not own their own PC. I did want to note that it's great to have. Um, so our audience knows we have a total of one, two, three, four people here who are involved with gaming lounges, and I think this is fantastic because it shows that there's a lot of opportunities for any gamer to go in and play on either PC or on a console um, in case you know they don't have the funds to play video games at home this is a really nice alternative but yeah i do like that you guys do offer um the console part as well and, and to note for tournaments like uh say fifa fifa's big on ps4 not necessarily xbox so like if we have tournaments um like i'll use my esports organization texas gaming empire to actually host the tournament and bring in those ps4s so you know even even though like regular game time may not have PS4s, like we can't, we can't do uh, Sony products on tournament wise through that. And then also we have adapters. So like if you're used to a PS4, but the tournament's on an Xbox, we have an adapter you can plug in and use, use a PS4 controller on an Xbox or vice versa. You can use a, you know, a Xbox controller on a P PlayStation. So that's pretty cool as well. That's great to hear. I love that. <clears throat> Um, also, I'm not, I'm not too familiar with the rest of the way that, that Philip and Chris, like their organizations run or their businesses run, but we also do like a BYOC, bring your own computer, bring your own console at LFG. Um, that's been incredibly popular lately as people have had to be working remotely or kids have needed, you know, internet access. They may not have it at home. So ours is just $5 all day. You, whatever device you want, you get a table, you get a chair, you get hardline internet access through our network uh, and power for the entire day. So a lot of people have been taking advantage of that. We're, We've kind of almost doubled as like a community utility, not just a gaming lounge, because so many people need that that good internet access. I've definitely used LFG to print out an essay. You yep. saved my life, Sam. Print services, bro. Twenty five cents a print. You're welcome. <laughs> That's need a passport? Great. We got you. This is yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, we also offer um, BYOC here. Our rate is also five dollars here at Shenanigans. Um, and we even have people just come in and update their consoles because, again, they might not have uh, the internet access at home. They're just walking in, need to update a game, need to get home and be able to play their game because they haven't been able to get this update. They'll just walk in, plug in their console, get a quick update, and walk out the door, and that's 
of what a lot of people have also been doing recently as well. That's an amazing service because downloading a game, if you don't got a great internet provider, oh Call of Duty patch, gosh. 40 gigs. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Fortnite have... patch every other day, 20 gigs. Exactly. Uh, no problem. Call of Duty, especially the way they did it with the, with God, the, the last one where there's all those different packs that you got to get. Yeah. I sort of like that, but I don't like it. I like it that you can just choose that you can have multiplayer or the campaign and then Warzone and not zombies, but it's still a ridiculous amount of downloads. Like every week you're doing 20 gigs. It's so weird because like I have the disc version downloaded on every PC, but to go to actually just Warzone, you have to either put in the disc or you have to then re-download just the digital version of just Warzone for it to work. It's so weird, but... Exactly. And, and you have to put in the, the disc from Modern Warfare and not the one for Cold War, which is also yeah. a little crazy. Oh, uh, mm. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a diehard <laughs> Call of Duty player. Sorry. That's all right. It's, this is all great. I really love hearing all the accommodations that you can offer or are offering the public. So I'd like to ask a question real quick. Based on your your PCs, your consoles, which games get the most demand inside your lounges? Which ones are may played the most? Which ones are asked about the most? We have a lot of League of Legends players. We have a lot of Apex players. I think that those two are probably our most played game uh, in our lounge. Yeah, uh, League of Legends, definitely. Um, I think that's easily accessible for a lot of people. Um, Call of Duty um, is also really popular on PC. We get a lot of people coming in to try it on or to like come play consoles and we kind of, you know, convince them to try it on PC with a console controller so they they get a better experience. They don't have to shoot potatoes. They can actually see what they're shooting at. Um, So Call of Duty is also really popular and Apex as well. Yeah, ours is still Fortnite. Um, You know, Apex gets some traction. Uh, Call of Duty definitely. And uh, like Sam's, you know, they like to come in and and test it out on the PC versus, um, you know, a console. Um, and then uh, also sports games, Madden, FIFA, 2K. A lot of people play those fighting games. Um, but yeah, Fortnite definitely still leads leads the pack for us over there. Do you guys ever run into the problem of having a gamer that wants to play a video game and it's not available in your catalog? How do you go about that? Um, every once in a while, but normally, normally, like because uh, just the way that uh, you know we have the system set up, we can pretty easily accommodate within an hour. You know, if they're willing to hang out and it's a game that we don't have and they do want to play it and they're going to be there for a while, we can normally make it happen while they play something else. Uh, the only thing that becomes difficult is when they have like old modded versions of games, like people are still trying to play Battlefield 2142, which isn't technically supported and isn't really hosted anywhere. So you have to have like this independent client to play it. That becomes tricky for us because there's a lot of like security issues with allowing stuff that much access to our PCs because there's no way for us to determine, you know, on the spot if it's if it's clean. Um, so with that, it's kind of like, Hey man, I'm sorry. We offer a lot, but that's just not something we could do today. But uh, you know, if you're willing to let us look at it and call us back in a day or two, you know, at that point we can decide whether or not it's something that we can host, but those are super one-off like that doesn't happen all that often. Yeah. Same here. If we don't have it, we can get it for you. Most people end up coming in and becoming month members either way. So we don't mind purchasing a $30, $40 game if you're going to be here all month with us. Yeah, same. Not bad. Now, I do want to shift the conversation a little bit. Um, So let's talk about players and their skill. So do you have staff members at your lounges or you yourself that notices players' skills, like gaming skills? And do you make recommendations to either 
start a league within your uh, gaming lounge or any recommendations to either like for improvement or, hey, I've noticed that you've been coming here a lot. You've been playing the same game. Do you want to take this a little bit further to get more involved with the gaming community? Yeah, for sure. You definitely notice. And then, uh, you know, you see them playing a lot. So you invite them to different tournaments and stuff that you have. Um, like I had this one gentleman who would uh, play Overwatch every single time he came in and, um, you know, he happened to mention he was going to A&M San Antonio. So, you know, I hit up the coach from A&M San Antonio. I was like, Hey, you got to come check out this guy. You know, he's platinum diamond, whatever the top is for, for Overwatch and stuff like that. And he actually came down and, uh, he did get offered a spot, but this semester he kind of took a break. So unfortunately he's not playing with them right now, but, uh, you know, he, he could be, if he was still a student there and, and, and doing full-time and stuff like that. So, you know, you try and get, you, you definitely do notice talent and you try and get them uh, places where they, they could be. And, you know, if they work hard, they can excel at. Yeah. I think as soon as walk people through the door, just basic questions you ask, Hey, what games do you play? Oh, you play this. Do you also play this? And so you start a conversation. Um, they, most people will open up and tell you, Oh yeah, I play this. I'm ranked to this. It's kind of big in the gaming community where you're ranked on the ladder and everything like that. Um, so just getting to know people, um, if they come in saying, Hey, uh, I play apex, I'm ranked really high. We also have other Apex players that are here that are ranked high. Um, they'll get to know each other. They start playing with each other. They start playing in online tournaments together. Um, it's really just part of that community growth, getting to know uh, people that come through the door, hooking them up with other players that also play their games. Um, and yeah, noticing talent and getting them hooked up with the right people. Do any of your cyber... Um... I mean, your gaming lounges offer training opportunities like within the lounge itself instead of like having to refer them to a coach um, at a university or somewhere else. Uh, yeah, LFG has. Uh, so we we partner with uh, Uptime United and they're uh, they're kind of like a an arm of. Um, NASIF, the North American Scholastic Esports Federation. So they do uh, Fortnite coaching and now Valorant coaching. And we do have uh, a coach. My One of my employees is one of their coaches. So they do clinics and things like that for kids that I think are under the age of 13. So uh, I think it's like eight to 13 year olds. I, it might go older. I don't quote me on that because I would have to look at like the, the new Valorant release. So they just kind of change uh, the way that they do things. Um, but we do have a certified coach from them um, that does coaching classes, I think two times a week. And then they have events on the weekends as well. Really? That's uh, go for it, Chris. Uh, I was just going to say really the, the only kind of coaching we do is just by the community effort and, and, you know, players learning off each other and getting better and stuff like that. Yeah. I was going to say that program sounds awesome, Sam. Um, we do summer programs for kids. Um, again, we have a lot of high ranked players, some that have earned prize money. Um, outside of COVID, we do summer camps for Fortnite, Apex, League of Legends, um, for middle school to high school age children. Um, and that runs only during the summer. We might have plans to expand it during uh, future Christmas breaks, but for now we run those during the summer. That's fantastic. How is the attendance with that? So we run monthly programs with that. Um, for Fortnite was probably our biggest camp and we had, I think we had six attendees for the whole month. Um, I think our league camp had like three or four, um, but we run those. So it's like a summer one and a summer two uh, during those summer months for the, for the kids. 
And do you guys offer just like in in gaming lounge like advertisements for like let's say Philip for for you for these um camps at your location or do you distribute flyers to surrounding schools or it's, you know it's mostly through social media and our website um i haven't really reached out to any schools but again something to to look into uh, but it's really just in-store advertising and social media advertising and yeah i think that's what we've been doing and we only really ran it last summer it was our first summer doing it didn't really get to run it this summer uh due to covid but that's how we advertise that and everyone here has their own uh, website or social media, like let's say a Facebook account that any um, any future player or anyone interested can go in and check out your future events, your hours. Hold um, on. Game awesome. library. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Yeah, the Smash community of San Antonio is a really good at having their own little startup pockets. Usually pre-COVID, we would meet at... Uh, gaming lounges and play in person. However, now it's become more the norm, obviously, to play Wi-Fi and not even just the Smash. People are branching out to other games because uh, Wi-Fi is kind of laggy. But when we do get the community involvement, it's usually through Facebook. And I feel if you have a very big interest in a game, then I think it's been pr fairly easy to find communities even locally that you like, like does someone on meetup or Facebook have a page for this? Are there like gamers in SA, like the Greater Gaming Society of San Antonio has a lot of gamers who just ask, hey, are you playing this? And a lot of people generally respond. The cool thing about the Greater Gaming Society too is they have their social events. And so they'll go to different, uh, they'll host their social events at different venues as well. So that's pretty cool of them. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. And I do want to ask this question. So don't take into consideration this year because it's just not been such a great year for anyone. But um, talk about your retention, about uh, player retention or gaming retention, because um, I'm not really familiar with with a lot of what goes on with the gaming lounges. So how does it work? Like if you see a gamer who's doing very well on a video game and then says, hey, thanks so much for um, providing me a month or three months of awesome service. I just got my own PC. Um, what, what do you guys do to encourage that player to come back to your shop? Um. Well, you ask a, a poignant question, given that COVID and stimulus did soak up, I think, a lot of our uh, our day to days. Uh, mostly, it's just event hosting, um, right? Giving them something that they can't necessarily access at their home, um, and to a great extent, you know, esports. E um, kind of ebbs and flows with the way that social media does. Uh, you know, when social media were released, that's what everybody did. You didn't really meet up with your friends anymore. You could connect with anybody that you wanted to remotely, but in time that kind of grew tiresome, right? Like you, you want interpersonal connection. Uh, and that's really where the lounge kind of, you know, has its, its strong suit is you're not necessarily able or not normally willing to haul out your PC and a monitor and the mouse and keyboard and take it to your friend's house and pop it up on a wooden chair and a collapsible table so that 
you guys can play video games all night. But you can get that at LFG and you can get that at Shenanigans and you can get that at Play Live um, for extended hours as well. So a lot of times it's ease of access for them, just in like inviting them back out to a community event or a local for fun tournament or an all-nighter, which are really popular. So you get all juiced up on energy drinks and play Among Us until four o'clock in the morning. Um, that's really how you know we kind of bring people back. And there isn't necessarily an expectation that they continue to come back. The idea is that we should be trying to find the next iteration of gamer, of course, to grow the community. So they come back as they please, you know, whether or not they're getting their tires changed and they got a couple hours or whatever. But really what we're looking for is, is the next fold and, and, and continuing to, our, to grow our communities here in San Antonio. Sam, how late was your shop being, uh, staying open pre-COVID? Uh, 2 a.m.? 2 a.m. on the weekends, uh, midnight, Monday through Friday. So we were open relatively late, or Friday and Saturday, we were open until 2 a.m. Sunday, we closed at midnight. Um, so other than all-nighters where, you know, we would have those probably once every other month, uh, those were our normal operating hours. Now we're, I mean, we're still 11. We, we close an hour early and open an hour later. So we really only shaved off two hours off the whole thing. Not bad. What about the rest of y'all, Chris, Philip? Yeah, uh, well, currently we're temporarily closed, but pre-COVID, um, it was uh, like 1 p.m. to uh, 10 p.m. on weekdays, and then on weekends we would stay open until midnight. But most of the time we were having some event that would keep us till like 2 or 3 a.m., and that occasional Call of Duty tournament that would keep us open until 5 or 6 a.m. <laughs> but, you know, usually that's just the, the tournament goers that are staying up that late. So funny story. Uh, we, we one time had a, a Call of Duty tournament, and it was supposed to just be a casual little bi-weekly event but we wound up having nine teams show up but since it was just supposed to be a casual thing we didn't schedule it until like friday evening around six or seven call of duty takes about an hour around and so needless to say by like 6 a.m we were just in like the the, the, the semi-final game for second and third place and they were like look this team that's in first place they're probably going to win it they can have it but let's do a foot race for second and third so they can pick their two fastest guys and at the parking lot at six o'clock in the morning they're doing a foot race it was uh it was pretty epic so funny story there that's super cool i mean just the fact that you're able to accommodate that that stay up super late having <laughs> i think that's amazing that's cool for everybody that isn't chris uh, yeah <laughs> and then, and then another three hours it. cleaning up afterwards yeah so. oh no that's and cool then, for everybody that's yeah, not him pretty so much went home took a shower and then i had to be back the next day for some <laughs> birthday parties so you know it you was get a ranch bean and cheese tacos I, I did. Or actually, somebody brought them to me because I just literally had to go home, shower. I came back and was like, Ugh. what are we doing today, guys? How many birthday parties? Oh, man. Oh, wow. Hey, but props to you. That is super cool. I know like if I was way younger, I'd be like, oh my God, let's go over and like stay there till like five in the morning until we get kicked out. <laughs> I think that'd be so awesome. That's really cool, Chris. Thanks for sharing that awesome story. You really and, can't beat that. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Gina. No, I was just going to say, Edward, did you want to ask a question? I feel like I've been um, taking over all of the questions. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. I would say that's, that's a very awesome that y'all accommodate people of that, of that level because it gives them a safe environment, a safe haven to play video games in, and also they can learn at the same time. So I want to know what's, what aspect of your lounge or your organization that you want to promote, that you want to push forward, that you're doing with the community now? I know Ansley has a lot of tournaments and she also has that, I can't believe, I can't remember that organization that you do the, the drawing for. Can you talk about that for us, elaborate on that? Uh, for the Greater Gaming Society? I think he's talking about Extra Life. Extra Life. Oh, yeah, Extra Life. Extra Life is a great, it's a national organization, I believe. The 
a few months ago, I think we had a event where we wanted people to submit drawings for the San Antonio Children's Hospital. That way they would have a coloring book. And right now we're in the works of having it published that we, they can uh, have something to do during this difficult time when they can't go out or sometimes like since cases are getting higher, maybe they won't be able to have a lot of people visit. So it, it was really good. I've seen a couple of the submissions. It's really interesting and great seeing all these gaming themed uh, artworks and having like imagining what a kid's going to call color Mario's hat. Maybe it'll be like purple or something, turn him into Waluigi. But yeah, it's really great. Uh, for the Greater Gaming Society, we've been trying to do lots of online events. We've kept consistent with the social hours and the excuse to creates. Those are two events. One, the social hour is, well, they're all done in Discord. And the social hour is where we all chill and we talk, you know, just kind of see how everyone's doing and play games. It's a very fun event. And then the excuse to create is if you're having a rough time with your programming or art, or you just want to get out of art block and you need to have someone there to just chat with while you draw. It's very useful. I think, um, at least I know personally, my productivity has been a bit down during these times. So having a friend there to just bounce ideas off of, or even ask, like share screen on Discord and be like, does this face look great? It's very helpful. Awesome, thank you. Sam, how about yourself? Uh, yeah, actually, today we launched um, officially the Esports and Education Foundation. So we started a nonprofit uh, for San Antonio and the surrounding areas to kind of utilize gaming and esports as a conduit for higher, edu or higher education opportunity and career uh, advancement in the in the city of San Antonio. Um, so that was launched today. We're we're kind of kicking it off with a device drive. Uh, what we're essentially asking for is any of your old devices that you may not need anymore. Uh, you can drop them off at LFG Cyber Cafe or at the David Monroe uh, Education. Center on the Port San Antonio campus. It's kind of right there near SAMSAT. Uh, and what we're going to do is take those devices, sanitize them, both the memory side. So we're going to wipe the hard drives uh, and flash the memory if, it, if it's flash memory, um, and then actually sanitize them again with isopropyl alcohol. Um, and we're going to be donating those to the Children's uh, Methodist Hospital, or the Methodist Children's Hospital, and ChildSafe. Uh, ChildSafe's a, a nonprofit organization that um, essentially helps and assists with, with families or children that are victims of abuse. So the idea there is that we can offer them not only an entertainment tool, but we're going to be loading the, the hardware up with um, open source software related to like art and design and coding with some tutorials and things like that. So not only can they use it to educate themselves, but of course, you know, a little bit of decompression and therapy there as well. Awesome. And the VFW, are you still involved in that? We are. Um, yeah. So they're, they're, the lounge is completely finished. They just finished their banquet hall. Um, we're actually uh, in the process of recabling uh, the entire building. So it's a, it's a pretty old building. Uh, no one's done anything for them in terms of IT help probably in the last couple of decades. So um, it's a, uh, it's a bear, but the, the VFW is still functioning. Uh, our computers are still running. We still have veterans, you know, joining that organization and coming to participate. Uh, we're looking forward to next year when we can start hosting some events with, uh, with another VFW that's looking at doing the very same thing so that we can kind of get that, that veteran community rolling. But, um, yeah, I mean, the VFW is open. It's alive and well, the land center has been incredibly well received. So we're excited to, to be a part and continue to work for those guys. That's great to hear. Chris, how about yourself? 
Yeah, so uh, I've kind of partnered with Dell. I've actually, uh, they just gave me um, a, a special uh, partner page. Um, so you can, you can uh, check out dis discounted student and educational devices from Dell at dell.com backslash Texas Gaming Empire. So that's pretty awesome. And then another thing that I've got going on is trying to start college and high school high school leagues um i was hoping to try and do in person starting in the spring um but unfortunately COVID is just too much of an uncertainty so going to start online in the spring probably late spring um so i'm just working on a lot of back-end stuff for that at the moment and trying to get that going um because i'm super excited about that stuff i will drop i haven't got the high school logo yet but i will drop the the college logo into our chat just so y'all can check that out because it's super cool that's awesome again gina and i we work with santo Park library and we have a our team services department we pretty much service every high school in san antonio within our jurisdiction so if y'all want to get access to the high schools want to get information to the high schools just let us know we can share that information with them Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that, that'd be oh, yeah. Huge. Any digital flyers that you have um, promoting anything uh, in regards to tournaments, online tournaments, let us know. Uh, you can message either Edward or myself and we can uh, help with at least distribution with our local high schools and middle schools. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, I've got Mr. Ruiz uh, from South Sand. We helped stand up their esports program. Uh, he's got some some cool stuff cooking, so uh, I'd love to be looped in with that because we can kind of get them all working together. And then uh, February what twenty sixth? February twenty sixth or twenty eighth? Uh, our first event. It's a collegiate event for the EIEF. It's got a sixteen hundred dollar prize pool that's free to enter, um, and we've invited eight colleges from our area. So we have uh, UTSA, UT Austin, um, University of Houston, University of the Rio Grande Valley, uh, Texas A&M San Antonio, Trinity, and I'm missing one. Trinity. Oh, Shriner. I think it's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, so they're going to be competing in Smash. Uh, they have we have a, a, a singles and a, a team battle event for them. Uh, so they're going to be doing that coming up in February through the EIF as well. So that we're going to be handing out some scholarships for for those events. We're pretty excited about that. It's awesome. It's really awesome because now a lot of schools, since most schools have virtual education, some are in person, but they're still looking for programs or activities for the students to do. I work closely with John Jay, and they're always looking for new opportunities for the students to learn things. I think any aspect of getting to gaming, PC maintenance, PC building will be something of their interest. So you always consider that also when you want to approach the high school kids. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, uh, we want to be able to push that stuff forward. It's just how you go about it right now, you know, kind of hard to give them hands-on training on how to build a PC if you can't actually get hands-on. So we've been, we've been talking with Port San Antonio and Sam Sad and David Monroe and his team on how to kind of get these resources into the, the city's hands as a whole, um, because everybody's community is kind of fragmented, but, um, I'm looking forward for them or I'm looking forward to them kind of finishing the esports arena and being able to really tackle it with a good venue to where we can have these big events and we can dedicate these resources to, you know, the city at, at, at large rather than just our, our individual communities right right that's great hold on one second gina i have a question for you based on the information you have what would you say or what would you think would be the best aspect to, to promote these activities to high school kids flyers 
The digital flyers work really great. Um, I like I can only speak for myself, but I have really good communication with the librarians with the surrounding schools, and anything that I send in towards their direction, they always print out um, hand to any student that's there at the school right now. But most importantly, I like that they put it on their newsletter, so it's not just the student but the parent who also sees it. So I'm pretty sure that there are some parents that know that they have awesome gaming children, teens, and they're going to be like, oh, I think this is great for you. So and digital flyers work great. I think that's the best way to help promote. And also another great program would be how you share the internet and Wi-Fi, as Hansen said, with LFG, to come there and print. There would be something that you want to promote to the community. You get a lot of traffic that way. Yeah. And one, one thing I, I do really want to do at uh, COVID allowing at some point in time is do a big uh, college and high school esports showcase um, where, you know, we get some of the, the colleges and high schools that do have programs and they do a couple of exhibition matches. And in between these matches, we have panel discussions. Um, so that way, like, you know, Sam from LFG, uh, Philip from Shenanigans and stuff can, can, so we can have like a panel discussion on the different venues and stuff like that. Then we can have a different panel discussion with like all the, the, the port essays, the geek dumps and stuff that are kind of helping on the back end. And then I'd like a third panel discussion with like a, a lot of the pro teams. So, you know, get somebody from complexity or Mavs, Dallas Mavs, GG gaming, um, Houston outlaws or something to come talk um, as well. And that the main idea is inviting a whole bunch of staff and admin students from uh, pretty much the high schools. Cause th most of the high schools don't have programs yet. Um, get them in attendance and, and see it live in person, see it happen. And then you have all the resources right there for them to be able to connect all the dots. Cause you know, the biggest question is, or obstacle to getting these high schools going is a lot of them just kind of fear the unknown and they don't know how to go about it. So they're hesitant to pull the trigger and uh, necessarily engage in that and in esports and building those communities at their schools and stuff like that. And I kind of just feel like putting everybody in one place at the one time and then being able to see the whole apparatus uh, would be a huge boost to what we're trying to get done going. Yeah, I, I really like everything you guys have been doing for the community, like tournament wise and even having the mini gaming lounges because for me, when I was a kid here in San Antonio, my only gaming lounge was playing RuneScape on the San Antonio library computers. So hey, shout out. Hey, shout out. Yeah, shout outs to you guys awesome. for letting Thank me you. get to The OG gaming lounge. Little did we know. <laughs> yeah. I definitely think that uh, flyers, they reach kids like... Yeah, pre even social media it's like if there's some flyers or something about video games children will be interested in it having it be in a safe environment is always important especially for parents to know that they're not only going to get something out of it but they'll be safe in like doing their interests thank you Ansley and Thanks, because our PCs are nothing like any of y'all's PCs. No. We've got old stuff. <laughs> they still work. They work. I, I, anything runs RuneScape, man. All right. Anything runs RuneScape. Anything run the old Roblox. Club Penguin. They're, they're great for Roblox and great for Minecraft. They're great for those. Yeah. yeah. Just those, man. Half a hotel, what's up? Yeah. And YouTube videos, those the screen on those is awesome. The yeah, majority of the kids come games. in just to watch other players play, which I find mm -hmm. very amazing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Very amazing. On YouTube and on Twitch. Yeah. Yes, those are the two popular websites in the library. 
But again, thank y'all so much for coming out and joining us today and having this experience, sharing so much, so much information. Awesome. Thank you so much. And again, uh, so our audience knows we had Sam from LFG Cyber Cafe, Ansley from Greater Gaming Society, Phil from Shenanigans, and Chris from Play Life Nation and Texas Gaming Empire. And Gina from the San Antonio Public Library. Yeah. <laughs> that too. Don't forget. <laughs> Thank y'all so much. Um, I have one thing. Sorry. Yes, ma'am. Go sure. ahead. I, to- I totally forgot. Uh, for San Antonio Smash Ultimate, they actually host the Smash League, which is an online event. And it's all about getting players to get into these different crews. So they do crew battles. We get into teams and then we play online. It's a very good way for higher level players to coach the team members of their team because oftentimes the person the captain of the teams are usually like top 10 in san antonio and they'll be playing games with their team saying oh this is what you can do better this is how you can deal with wi-fi lag (laughs) things like that so very important there and also the greater gaming society of san antonio is planning a lot of things for 2021 i don't know when this podcast is going to come out hopefully before january but We'll be posting something, so keep a lookout. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I got another funny story because I was reading this last question. Have you ever had a local esports team battle against anybody in your lounge? So one time I was having a birthday party, and these kids thought they were Fortnite gods, right? But I also put on um, so we got TVs across the top, and I'll put on local streamers whenever I I get notifications that they're on. So some of you guys probably know him, Isaac Huey. He goes by Pure. Happened to see he was on. Happened to put him on. These kids were talking mad mess, like, "Oh man, he's a tryhard." Blah 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 blah. blah. So I messaged uh, his dad and was like, "Hey, I got some kids here at the lounge." think they can take on Mr. Isaac. And so he was like, well, man, so got him in a group and they played each other and man, Isaac just picked them off one by one. <laughs> it was so funny, <laughs> but it was a good time. And, and all, the kids really enjoyed it. Even the birthday boy, even though he, he kind of got his butt handed to him, but you know, everybody had a good time and everybody was laughing. It was pretty, it was cool. It's how you learn. You have to lose to learn. That's right. Failure is a part yes, of the sir. process. <laughs> Very true. You win or you learn. There is no losing. That's right. Very true. Thank you all so much for joining us. Please share your information with us. At the end, I'll post that in our notes. And y'all have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Hey, thanks for listening. And get connected on mysapple.org with Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, Pinterest, Flickr, Instagram, and follow tuned in on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music.